Hey there, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably into cryptids and monsters. Well, if you have a creative spark, you can always join us in our first ever Supernatural Selection zine project. For 2024, we are doing cryptid encounters, where you can draw or write a encounter with a cryptid of your choice, and we'll put it in the zine. The current submission window is from early January to late June. If you're interested in finding out more, you can always go to SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash zines. That is Z-I-N-E-S. Now back to the show. Really, this is like the closest we've come to like being borderline true crime, mm-hmm. which that's fine. I just don't want to be like you know. Oh, they're just like last podcast. Yeah, and no, I mean, like true crime has its place, and we have to have that like supernatural con- connection. Yeah, yeah, so. it's gotta, yeah, it's gotta be like a, a goblin murders a hooker or something. Uh, the, the correct term is sex worker. Okay. The se- <laughs> Sorry, I'm old guard. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I get you, A I goblin get kills a sex worker. The lady of the night. I don't know. No, if no, see, the, the trauma version of that story is a goblin kills a hooker. But yeah. we're doing the yes. elevated postmodern okay. horror version of it. Right. I got you. The one. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Perfect. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Supernatural Selection. <laughs> I'm your host, Kevin. And uh, with me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how are you doing? Happy birthday. It is Mike's birthday, everybody. Oh, shit. And my birthday is in a couple days. Hot, birthday bros. Hot damn, boys. And oh, uh, shit. A, a goblin, a hooker, and a priest walk into a bar. <laughs> sounds <laughs> yeah, hot. That just sounds like another toxic uh, Avenger film. Kind yeah, of I was going to say, it sounds like trauma. <laughs> the, oh, well, the, happy birthday, Mike. Thank you. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of a HHH, but I can't think of an H with a priest. And we've got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you today? Happy birthday in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. I got several months. Yep, yep. So, but, uh, no, I'm, happy I'm, I'm doing early okay. I'm doing birthday. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I know that all I have planned is I'm going to go see uh, Godzilla minus one minus color. So, dang it, I forget, Ooh, keep forgetting to do that. Man, I forgot they were doing the black and white I, version. I just want to see the regular version. I just oh, it's, I, I, yeah. oh, it's so good. It's so good. But yeah, go see the black and white version if you can. I'd mm, prefer to see the color it's so version good. first. Godzilla's so good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's a terrible reference. Oh, also, this is more discussion for... Uh, yeah, distraction. distraction Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, let's get things started with housekeeping. David, tell us about some housekeeping stuff. Well, shit, okay, thank you for putting me on the spot. Um, of course, yeah, so that's the my zine, job. The uh, zine is still taking submissions. We're only like one month down. Uh, we've got until June 30th uh, taking illustrations and writing samples. I know a couple people who are going to be sending some stuff in, like people that I know personally. Uh, I've just been drawing stuff. I don't know if you've been... Uh, we, we have a Tumblr. If yes. you go to the website and click on our blog link, it'll take you to our Tumblr. I've been posting... Um, 
some of my drawings. Those drawings are also, so it's the black and white versions, but if you go to our Patreon, you get the color trading card versions. Which will be posted very soon now that I've been reminded. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fun because I've been doing a lot of yokai research for uh, an ep- upcoming episode and right. I've just been drawing them. So that's fun. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, please send in uh, illustrations and stories about cryptids. All the information is available at supernatpod.rocks slash zines. That's Z-I-N-E-S, if you don't know how to spell it nor what a zine is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also, YouTube. Our YouTube channel is updating again after the holidays. Uh, it is... Since I got a new computer, it's very easy to render the videos. The render time's gone from three hours to 15 minutes per video, so... Oh, hell yeah. It's it's a whole lot easier to do now. <laughs> so, uh, and we're starting to pick up a little steam there. We're getting, we're instead of getting like two to four views, we're getting like, you know, 11 to 20 something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Dead Internet Theory 2 has actually got like 100 something views, so woo! Hell yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're slowly forging our way onto YouTube. Yeah, look out, PewDiePie. Is he still relevant? Did anybody get that joke? Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I, I got it. I don't know. I think okay. I, Mr. Beast might be... Okay, yeah, look out, Mr. Beast. We're gonna throw a goblin at you. Look, look out, <laughs> Mr. Skibbity Toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck. Have you seen that uh, TikTok of the the kid doing the Skibbity Toilet like um, song? It's, I haven't it's, seen anything about Skibbity Toilet, so except yeah, for like, sh- I know it exists. Uh, That's all I've seen. Sticking out your giat for the Rizzler, you're so Skibbity, you're so Phantom Tax. I want to yeah. flush your head down the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting Man, very Gen flushable head vibes. I, I'm enjoying, um, it reminds me of that, uh, number one victory royale, that, that Fortnite I song. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's just these kids, like, singing off-key with, like, hyper-specific meme references to, to Fortnite. And, yeah. I, I'm just gonna re-emphasize, I am 47 years old, and, like, all of this is frightening to me. The, the only I- reason I know any of this is because I watch, like, Good Mythical Morning. Okay, and they, they they do that as episodes where it's like, okay, here's a trending thing. Can you figure out what it is? Yeah. Okay. Kevin, yeah. I'm also 47. It's that brief window when I catch up to you. Yep. It's that brief wow. little I, period. I yeah. turned 37 in a couple of days, so yeah. I'm like 10 years younger than you. What yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, wow. at least when we're dead, you can keep doing the podcast. for. You know, yeah, exactly. For another 10 years. Yeah. And, and then I will commit seppuku. There you awesome. go. Awesome. Hell yeah. Man, we were actually talking <laughs> just, about... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, just 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 so I have that, like, extra ten years on you, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, guys, mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about a new subject. We're going to be talking about cults. Like, uh, the cult? Like, the band? Or, no. Or, or the, the hit film studio uh, trauma that creates great movies like Class of Nukem High and Class of Nukem High 2 Subhuman Meltdown? <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about Rock and Roll High School. No, um, <laughs> we actually need to talk about that on Distraction Hall next time because I fucking love how terrible that movie is. So um, good. So we could have picked any number of cults to talk about. There's a lot of them. 
There are. But... A lot of people like starting cults. Oh, yeah. Hell, I want to start a cult. I, all of us have wanted oh, yeah. to start a cult. But oh, yeah. I, I thought it would be fun to move beyond your typical Heaven's Gate and People's Temple slash Jim Jones stuff mm-hmm. and talk about some cults that were either new to me or that I didn't know were cults. Or, in my case, completely local. Yeah, you, you and your homegrown <laughs> weird-ass city. Yeah, we'll <sighs> talk about that. Yeah, so... I'm going to try to cite my sources as best I can in each section about this, so mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and get started uh, with a section I call Ramtha One Half. Um, <laughs> this this first one I learned about from one of our managers at work, actually. <clears throat> you see, his wife had a very good friend a long time ago that got into this new religion and just straight up sold off everything and moved off to Washington State to be closer to the movement's leader. Like, I feel like everyone has someone they know who was in a cult at some point. Like, and if you consider Mormonism a point, you end up, uh, like, oh, dating yeah. them. Yeah. So, and, and and then there's Discordianism, so yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We all have our little cult ties. Yep. I, I don't know anybody that I, that I knowingly knew they were in a cult. I mean, there's probably someone out there that just doesn't talk about it. But Sure, but we're going to talk about a cult thing later, you and I, Mike. Or what I see as a cult thing. Okay, sure. So, that friend invited our manager's wife to come up and visit. And she did. And she came back with stories about brainwashing, her friend just being gone, and she had a copy of the movement's book. And our manager let me borrow this book, and I was going to use it as a source. I couldn't get past three fucking pages. It was so goddamn just balls to the wall insanity. um, Could you imagine the power of a cult that had, like, professional writers? It's called Scientology, sir. Oh, uh, uh, well, I'll, 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 <laughs> Look, I, I debate the merits of L. Ron Hubbard's writing. But. Let's not shit on that. I know people that legitimately like his stuff. Yeah. So, okay. anyway, <clears throat> that group is called Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. And this thing is so a fucking cult. <laughs> now... My sources for this one are The Ancient Spirit That Settled in Small Town Washington from uh, Seattle Met, mm. Ramtha Riled from the Southern Poverty Law Center, so that should tell you everything you need to know about Ramtha, mm. and the Ramtha School of Enlightenment Wikipedia page and the Jay-Z Knight Wikipedia page. Okay. Because I needed some solid facts besides just articles. So, our story begins with Judith Darlene Knight, who was born March 16th, 1946, in Roswell, New Mexico. Shut the fuck up. Savor the irony that she was born exactly one year before the fucking crash. Shut the fuck up. I know. So... I think there might be a tie there, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, who you knows? Up, you grow up with the stories around your place, you know, it, it, it affects you. Yeah, yeah, we need to talk about Roswell eventually, because there's some debatability about whether it was talked about. But So, in 1977, an entity called Ramtha 
appeared to this former rodeo clean, queen and TV salesperson in her kitchen saying he was going to, quote, help her over the ditch. Now, Rantha, as he appeared, is described as a seven-foot-tall golden god with a blue aura. Now, David, does this sound like an indigo child to you? Like, maybe, or maybe it's Dennis Reynolds from Always Sunny. Ah. Also, I, I read that as, like, there was a TV salesman there, too, so I had a whole question <laughs> about what did the TV salesperson uh, think about the seven-foot god person showing up in a kitchen? Oh, that would be hilarious. Ma'am, I'm just trying to sell you a zenith. What's going on here? <laughs> so, after this, she began to actually channel Ramtha, which... Channeling, of course, is a spirit taking over your body. And mm-hmm. she began to write his story and his teachings. Now, being the 1970s, this shit hit hard, and she made appearances on all sorts of talk shows, including Merv Griffin. Yes, the guy that created Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Celebrities like Linda Evans, Priyani, Selma Hayek, and Shirley MacLaine have all had positive things to say about Ramtha. In fact, MacLaine went so far as to say in a past life she was Ramtha's brother, but we're talking about Shirley MacLaine, and she has said a lot of things. Now, is this any different than having John Travolta or Tom Cruise on a late-night talk show, really? A little bit, yes, because they're uh, promoting a movie and low-key pushing Scientology. She's there because a god showed up in her kitchen. Okay, that's fair. Also, this reminds me, um, you, you've heard of hot yoga, right? I know we have some hot yoga. Mike, don't we have some hot yoga places around town? Oh, yeah, there's, there's hot works and stuff like that. There's some, so, yeah, around. Yeah, so, several. So, so yeah. It, it, in L.A., there was this uh, hot yoga movement. I think Robert Evans, every episode we mentioned Robert Evans doing a podcast episode <laughs> about it. Um, but there is this hot yoga cult that's, uh, like, huge in Hollywood, a bunch of celebrities attached to it and that sort of thing. But, yeah, like, um, a lot of cults in Hollywood. A lot yeah. of cults in California, specifically. Well, yeah, because America's just trying to push them out. And they get to the ocean, <laughs> and they just don't have the guts to drown them. Oh. But, uh, hey, they're cults. Fuck them. Mm. So... Let's talk about Ramtha himself before we move on to his school of enlightenment. I'm going to quote the Wikipedia page here for a concise description. So, quote, According to Knight, Ramtha was a Lemurian warrior who fought the Atlanteans over 35,000 years ago. Knight claims Ramtha speaks of leading an army over 2.5 million strong, more than twice the estimated world population at about 30,000 BC, for 63 years and conquering three-fourths of the world, which was allegedly going through cataclysmic geological changes. According to Knight, Ramtha led the army for 10 years until he was betrayed and almost killed. So... so they can explain the depopulation as battlefield casualties then, but also, like, led an army of 2.5 million strong for 63 years, and then led the army for 10 years until he was betrayed, so which one is it? Uh, you see the problems inherent here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And we're, after we're done with these numbers, I want to throw this over to Mike. Mm-hmm. So, now Mike, uh, back to the quote. Knight maintains Ramtha spent the next seven years in isolation, recovering and observing nature, the seasons, 
his army making homes and families, and many other things. She says he later mastered many skills, including foresight and out-of-body experiences, until he led his army to the Indus River while in his late 50s after having led his army for 63 years. <clears throat> According to... <laughs> God damn it. According to Knight, Ramtha taught his soldiers everything he knew for 120 days. Then he bade them farewell, rose, <laughs> rose into the air, and in a bright flash of light, he ascended before them. I must go now. My home planet needs me. Okay, Poochie. Also, this sounds like a fucking word problem. It does. <laughs> How many apples does Ramtha have left? So, continuing the quote. Knight says that he made a promise to his army. He would come back to teach them everything he had learned. Jay-Z Knight says that in 1977, Ramtha appeared before her and told her he had come to help her over the ditch. Jay-Z Knight claims to have become his first student of what she calls the great work. Now, now you keep mentioning this ditch. Was it an actual ditch or was it just like a clumsy metaphor? You know what? I think it's a metaphor, but it would be hilarious if it was literal. The metaphorical literal ditch. <laughs> I hear there's witches in them ditches. Oh, that's okay. We're going to slam in the back of my dragon. Damn it. Up. I was about to make a Dragula reference. <laughs> ah, you did, and I finished it. You could dig through the ditches and burn through the witches that slam. Yes. In the back of my dragon. In the back of my Dracula. It's <laughs> pretty good. So... Quick side note, though, that she says he ascended to another plane of existence, I read, and met Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha, you know, 30,000 years before they existed. Hmm. So, let's take a minute and discuss the math here. <clears throat> he led the army for 63 years and 10 years and led his people to the Indus Valley in his 50s after having led the army for 63 years. Now, Mike... Yeah. Being our scientist. Okay. How I don't does, think that's a real word, but how does that yeah, but you're not a scientist. How does that math line up for you? Um, so um let me see, because that does not add up, Mon Frere. That dog so, don't hunt Monsignor. Yeah, repeat it again slowly so I can like okay. vi- in, in Led the army for 63 years mm-hmm. and also 10 years, not not one after the other now. Yeah. It was one or the other or in at yeah. the same. Yeah. And Non-concurrently. Led, yes. Well, possibly concurrently. And led his people to the Indus Valley in his 50s after leading the army for 63 years. Wait, yeah, no, that... It, Unless he, like, you know, started leading the army at negative 10 or something or like 13, that. Or 13, yeah. yeah some... um, now, again, celebrities bought this in the 70s. Well, well maybe yeah. he's a Benjamin Button. Oh! So or, you think he, he like... started as an old man, became a baby, and then kept going? But, but yeah. he has, like, a bounce-back period, like, where, you know, he hits that, you know fetal stage and just starts going normally again yeah yeah exactly that's why he had to have that you know that's why he did the long stint first and then another 10 years because that middle part was the rebounding while he's growing back up he's getting he's going you know went to the fetal you know to the baby can't talk stage the fetus stage and bouncing back up until you know he could 
lead the army again. Now I'm picturing someone holding a fetus with like a little Roman helmet and a gladius screaming, follow me men to victory. <laughs> that just makes me want to, you know, do a story with someone that just said they're, they're uh, immortal, but that's how they're, they do. They age to their old and then they die and then they go reverse and then, you know, just back and forth forever. <laughs> I'd probably write a story like that in analog somewhere. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure yep. it's not a new idea. Yeah. So, Judith eventually... Hey, remember this story? So, <laughs> Judith eventually changed her name to Judith Zebra for some reason. Just like the pins. And took the name of one of her husbands and became Jay-Z Knight. So, Wait if you ever wonder what Jay-Z stands for, it is Judith Zebra. I you used... mean like the like the musician? What? Jay Z. Oh no, no. The letter J and I know, the letter but, Z. But Jay Z. I know, but his is spelled out. <laughs> yeah, but still Jay Z. <laughs> I I got it. I got it. And who knows, maybe he got that from there. That would be hilarious. So Jay Z spent the next ten years. I can't not hear it now. Okay, Mrs. Sorry. Knight. I'm just. I'm. You don't have to change. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna quietly to myself think you're talking about Jay Z every time. You, say you know what? That, that kind of makes it a better story. Yeah. So she spent the next ten years spreading the teachings of Ramtha in classes all over the world. And now, are we sure it was ten years or was it sixty three years? Uh. Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was 63 years crammed into 10. <laughs> so, here's a question. What exactly are the teachings of Ramtha? Well, I found them. First is the statement, You are God. Okay. Second, the directive to make known the unknown. What, like the, the smell of your poop? I don't like know. Like Epstein, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Three... Mm. The concept that consciousness and energy create the nature of reality. Maybe virtual reality. <laughs> and lastly, <clears throat> the challenge to conquer yourself. Sexually? I like guess. Yeah, I yeah. do it all the time. So, <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> now, you'll notice this dives into... I'm sorry. That was a joke. You'll notice this dives into both Eastern religions and the New Age mindset. Mm. Are there crystals? I don't know. They never mention crystals. But there's a, not a lot original to the actual concepts and beliefs here, except maybe the consciousness and energy thing. Well, it, it's just like crunchy granola enough to land people and provide a framework that they can use to like justify or explain positive and negative changes to their life after they join. That's that's a very so good it, point. It, yeah. I, I, I'd say a good cult, and I, I say good cult with like big air quotes here. I'm not like saying, I'm saying successful or at least, you know, ones that can draw in the marks cults. Mm -hmm. You know, right. they, they, they'll pilfer a lot from other things because you oh, know yeah. let it's borrowing credibility and you don't have to think and much. you don't have to and, and also i was going to say these people are very usually are very like persuasive and they're and grifters. personable but they are not original they do not have original thoughts to themselves yeah well and the, yeah and that's the thing like this cult here like based on those teachings it sounds like every yeah. other cult Doesn't it though? ever yeah so in 1987 or 88 
I've come up back with both years when I did searches for this. Jay-Z, sorry, Mike, Jay-Z <laughs> sets up Ramp the School for Enlightenment outside of Olympia, Washington. Pimp your cult. Yeah. Starting sessions at the school, like the early sessions, cost about $450 each, and the whole course lasts for six weeks. Wow, in the late 80s, $450, that's, you know... About uh, that's a grand or so, yeah. Maybe even fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, we need to start a cult. We're missing out on some decent money here. You no are shit. not wrong, man. We have been saying we need a good grift. Mm-hmm. We're not too, just the Patreon. We're just we're just too nice to grift. We kind of are. So until entering semi-retirement, Jay Z as Ramtha would hold classes that would last up to 16 fucking hours, mm. speaking in a fake accent that sounds like the British Raj from Temple of Doom. I am dead serious. <laughs> look it up. You oh, say geez. that, but I don't want to look it up. Yeah, I mean, like... It, oh, Christ. She sounds like an early 1900s Indian man with a British accent. She sounds like uh, Mike Myers and the Love Guru. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, during the sessions, no one can leave. Wow. Yeah. For, for like, 16 hours? Up to. That's a a lot of pee and pooping that you're not doing. Oh, and it gets worse. Everyone has to play a religious drinking game, where when Ramtha drinks red wine, you fucking drink red wine. Wow. I bet bet Ramtha has a hell of a tolerance. I swear to God. Now everyone's passed out and puking and pooping and pissing everywhere. (laughs) This is getting a very scatological episode. I'm sorry, folks. It sounds like a daycare with no one looking over the children. So (sighs) along one wall of this giant room is a row of translators for half a dozen or more languages at least, and a sound booth set up to record every single class for sale later. So, so, so two things. Number one, this sounds like they're just like recording the the WrestleMania broadcast because you have like all the different <laughs> <laughs> you have all the different uh, commentators speaking the different languages. Fascinating, but also right. like are the. Are the recording people, like, drinking, too? And the translators. I'd, if I were, I'd have to be. No kidding. I would have to be drunk off my ass to put up with this they're, shit. They're <laughs> saying, what? Oh, God. I'm drinking. Cool. Yeah. So, here's a question. Another question. What do you learn in the classes? Well, here's a quote from the Southern Poverty Law Center. And in her quotes, I'm going to be doing the, well, what I done heard voice. Okay. Uh, I know she's supposed to sound like I said earlier, but I'm going to do a trailer park voice. This this is our first, like, excerpts from the SPLC. It is. Wow. Because it's the first time we've covered something this fucked. Something that, you know, yeah. Real world fucked. So, quote, fuck God's chosen people. I think they've earned enough enough cash to have paid their way out of the goddamn gas chambers by now. She says, as members of the audience snicker, there are also titters when she declares Mexicans, quote, breed like rabbits and are, quote, poison, that all gay men were once Catholic priests (laughs) and that organic farmers have questionable hygiene. Oh, boy, racism and homophobia. And why the organic farmers? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's a bizarre one. That's like straight out of left field. So GMOs come from God. <laughs> it's not GMO, it's G-O-D. So, again, from the SPLC, quote, But Knight also teaches students to be sovereign, to hoard gold and prepare food and supplies to survive for over two years after one of the natural disasters that she often predicts will hit the earth. Knight, as Ramtha, is also quoted on the neo-Nazi web forum Stormfront, where her writings on the New World Order are much appreciated and quoted under headings such as, quote, Jews were responsible for causing World War One and Two. God damn it! It's all we can never get away from this, and no. I didn't know how bad it was until we started doing this fucking show. It's it, it's 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 Jew conspiracies all the way down. It is not not like like they're literally behind it. I mean, it's like the conspiracy the conspiracies theories. all the way down. Yeah, it, it's like a game of werewolf, but instead of werewolf, it's Jew. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, David. So here's another quote from Wikipedia. Various incidents within the school's grounds have been characterized as controversial. Glenn Cunningham, in an interview with David McCarthy, describes how one evening, Knight suggested that all students should stay there overnight because she said it would be, quote, good for the energy. That was before the great arena, formerly used as horse stables, had been floored. And as a result, there will be a lot of dust in the air. Cunningham says that there were there was a very old woman among the students who begged him that she did not want to do this and she wanted to go home. But Ramtha said that she would that she could stay under the protection of Ramtha and her bodyguard. Leaving the arena the following day, the old woman died of pneumonia due to the dust in the air and humidity. Ooh. Hey, we even got a body count here, too. So far, this is a pretty solid cult. I know. I mean, this is like everything you want when you're talking about the worst shit in the world. You know, and the other thing is, like, you find this with a lot of cults. There's a big, like, fuck it energy from, like, the oh yeah the, the leader where it's like, yeah, just trying shit. You know, hey, yeah. how about we all just stay here tonight? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, just for whatever fucking it's, reason. It's good for the energy. I mean, that's Jim Jones and Elrond in a nutshell. It's like... You this... have to do it in, like, a bad Indian accent. I'm not going to do that, but... No, no, imagine yeah. that. You're, imagine it. Yeah. You're you're just throwing chocolate against the wall until it sticks. Mm, chocolate. <laughs> so, another... Uh, this further quote. Another incident, which is mentioned by both Cunningham and Joe Simhart is the practice of running blindfolded in a large fenced field. (laughs) Zimhart mentions in particular an occasion around the year 1990 in which about 1,000 blindfolded students were directed to split up and run around the field with their hands in the consciousness and energy position in front of them. And the exercise was meant to help the students overcome their fears. Zimhart recalls how many people crashed into each other and that there were some injuries. A customer of his ended up with a deeply bruised shoulder and a big lump on his forehead. Aside from the minor injuries, a few people had to be treated at the hospital. This this just sounds like something that like someone would do as a TikTok prank. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or maybe it's the next Mr. Beast video. Man, you know what? That man needs to be stopped. 
I mean, it, it's it, it, it sound it legitimately sounds like it's a Mr. Beast video. Yeah, yeah, it's wild to me. So I wanted to quote those because I thought if I paraphrased, it would lose the impact. Mm. This is not just some woo-woo group. This is called plain and simple, and most of the locals know it, but they keep their mouth shut for fear of the salts. The cult's six thousand fucking members because they know it's good for them. Yeah, uh, Ghost Forge in the Discord was telling me a little bit about that. Yeah, and just like towns being taken over by cults is a thing you see a lot. Um, did you did you guys ever see Wild Wild Country? I don't even know what that is, but I'm curious now. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's a documentary. I forget the name of the uh, the cult leader, Rajesh something, but they basically just take over this town in Oregon and attempt a terrorist attack. It's Holy wild. shit. Yeah. And this is a documentary or a movie? Yeah, it's a documentary. It's like... Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something we gotta watch. Mm -hmm. So, there's two more things I need to bring up about Ramtha's School of Enlightenment. First is a film called What the Bleep Do We Know? Either of you guys heard of this? No. I I haven't seen it, but I ask myself that question every day. Okay, that's fair. Now, in 2004... Some of the members of the school did a film about quantum science and how it relates to human consciousness, you know, like their tenant, and the film was called What the Bleep Do We Know, where they interviewed some of the most brilliant scientists and philosophers in the world and then cut the interviews up to change the context. They made it sound like they all agreed with the teachings of Ramtha. They, of course, also interviewed Ramtha himself. And you... You know that Neil deGrasse Tyson was on that documentary at oh, some point. Yeah, because no, he it's shows like, up in fucking everything. Oh, there are people on that you see on Science Channel all the time. Yeah. So now, being the early days of the internet, this thing kind of went viral in early aughts version of viral. And mm. I know, Mike, you don't remember this, but years ago you showed me and Warren a great little video about the double slit experiment. Yeah, Mike, can you quickly explain the double slit experiment? So, just summarize. So the double slit experiment is basically a an experiment for the uh, wave Photons, particle right? wave particle duality of light. In that, it so when you're observing it. So yeah, well yeah, I'm trying to think of the easiest way because you're kind of kind of put me on the spot. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. It's just that so. Okay, imagine two slits, and if they were waves, if I'm remembering correctly, if, say, there was, there was a body of water and two ob- or obstacles that had two slits in it, that when the waves go through it, they, the waves would create interference patterns on the other side. Right. But if you shot just single particles through the slits... You would get you, you would uh, you would get the slit shape from yeah. the particles. Yeah, because they're they're going straight through. But ah, oh, damn it! It's when, been so long since I've like read when up you on this. when you observe the thing happening, it show it acts like a particle. But so when it, you don't observe, it shows the waveform pattern. So here's my 
problem with it is I mm-hmm. so observe is kind of a yeah, very, but observe means with an electron microscope. Yeah, you, yeah, and like so just looking you're affecting at affecting the results by watching it. Yeah, it, it's and, just, it's just yeah, it's it all ties into the the what is that Heisenberg uncertainty principle? Yes, and it breaks down. Mm-hmm. It breaks the uncertainty. It uh thing. Yeah. So, so anyway, but, you know, it, it reminds me of that joke in Futurama with uh, the horse racing oh yeah, the quantum and finish. the quantum finish. And no fair, you change the outcome by measuring it. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's like my so, favorite joke on Futurama. I know. And that's that's it. So the video that we watched, of course, turned out to be from what the bleep do we know? Mm. And it had the woo stuff cut out in that it stopped before it got to the woo stuff. It does a very good job of actually explaining the quantum mechanics, but it definitely says that the universe bends to the will of the human mind without ever mentioning how they observe the experiment. Yeah. Needless to say, no one who appeared in that film was happy with the way they were represented or their interviews were used. Yeah, well, selective editing is a real bitch. So is Jay-Z Knight. Now, <laughs> lastly, are Jay-Z Knight's donations. Uh-oh. Now, Miss Knight has been an avid supporter of political campaigns in the Democratic Party. And this has bitten them in the ass once her racism and anti-Semitism became public knowledge. Mm. You know who else she funds, guys? In fact, she's the biggest single source of funds for? Hmm. MUFON. Shut the fuck up. I'm dead serious. A mutual UFO network, the large majority of their support comes from Jay-Z Knight. And given the recent, in the last few years, revelations that MUFON is run by a pedophile and its regional heads are all all alt-right, right-wing nut jobs along the lines of neo-Nazis, I can't say I'm surprised. And you thought MUFON had credibility issues before all that was revealed. Kinda. They never logged my fucking report. (laughs) Sons Mm. of bitches. Now, that's all I've got for this first subject, but David... Mm. David, I understand you've got some interesting info about your weird hellmouth of a town. Yeah, we, um, when you told me we're doing cults, I'm like, okay, this seems like the best place. I didn't want to devote an entire episode to the cult I'm going to be talking about, but yeah. like, this seemed like a good place to to talk about them. So yeah. we, we've established a couple times on the show that I live in kind of a weird desert town called Hemet, California. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Night Vale, but with more meth, old people, and Trump flags. <laughs> I love that. So so my area is kind of this weird nexus of things I find interesting, among which my area is known for literature, cartoons, a serial killer, and at least two cults. Fuck. So for the record, the town really only wants to be associated with the famous play based on the work of Helen Hunt Jackson called Ramona. It's one of the longest continually running outdoor plays in the U.S. Uh, in U.S. history, which is neat. You know, that's, that's neat. Hey, good. Good for him. Um also neat, if you're a fan of the Disney Duck comics, such as like Donald and Scrooge, the legendary Carl Barks lived here in the same town. Um, yeah. Yeah I, could go, yeah, I can go around town and pick out landmarks that inspired Duckburg in the comic, and I can drive by what was once his chicken ranch once in a while. Now, I think that's awesome because, you know, I'm a 
fan of fucking DuckTales and such, but didn't you say, like, there's a water tower that the money bin's based on? Yeah, there's a neighborhood here. It's it's like, back in the day, it would have been, like, the rich neighborhood, and I guess it still kind of is, um, uh, called Park Hill. And, uh, you, you know, we got one of those, like, big water tower... Like, not, not like a tower, but a big structure that holds, like, water and stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just pretty much, like, that's the inspiration for um, the the money bin. Because, again, the money bin sits on a hill overlooking Duckburg and everything like that. Son of a bitch. Um, I want to visit Hemet now. No, don't. Don't. Just, <laughs> I, I live here, don't. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a cute, it's a cute, interesting thing. Um, but, again, like, there's also a lot of really weird fucked up shit. Right. Um, so, so your mileage may vary on this, but I find it interesting that the murder hobo Henry Lee Lucas also <laughs> lived in my town for a bit in the late 80s. Oh, I hope I'm remembered as a murder hobo one day. Yeah, he and his uh, child bride. Yes, uh, I remember that. In. Yeah, they were taken in by a hardware store or an antique store person. And, you know, they didn't commit any murders in the area, but it's, it's fucking Henry Lee Lucas. Um, yeah. You ever seen the movie Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? No. Loosely based on him. But it's him and Otis Tool, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, you know, again, like, I find it fascinating whenever I drop that in my serial killer part of my, my English class that I teach. It's always, it always gets an interesting reaction and everything like that. So, um, Oh, I, I can understand that. Yeah. But, but as far as local cults go, the most famous of which is the Church of Scientology, which has its <laughs> gold base situated nearby. Holy shit. Um, yeah, they essentially own a stretch of local highway. Um, it basically, wow. they, you have this highway that cuts through the, their land, and it's they on each side of the highway, there's facilities. They have the um, house that is supposed to be given to L. Ron Hubbard when he returns. Right. Oh, right. Oh, my God. You, yeah, and you're going to have L. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, and then we also have their production facilities. Uh, our airport... Our local airport, uh, every time we see the Learjet come in, we know it's like Tom Cruise or one of the celebrities. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, is that yeah. where they shot all those movies about uh, trying to fight the CIA? Yeah, that like Golden Era is their, like, uh, one of their production facilities. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's their God. major one. It's also where The Hole is located. If, you've, if you're familiar with Scientology uh, and you've heard of The Hole, that's yeah. where... Is that, yeah. Do they also have that tree you have to walk around? I don't know all i know okay. is that last time i uh last time i stopped there to like take a look at the property i saw dudes with guns and i'm like nope i'm good oh wow holy shit okay yeah um so yeah so we we've got the church of scientology that's the big one everybody knows about that um however another less known but pretty interesting cult has been associated with Hemet as well the christ family who were involved in a missing child case that was huge national news in the 1980s now, can I uh, just say it's never a good sign when it's called like the Christ family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, and, nothing with the name the family is ever good. Like the Family International, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. yeah. Now, um, before I get into it, have you ever heard of the case of Baby Holly? Uh, I have not, and I hope it's not your uh, your good lady wife. No, 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 no. no okay. She's safe. She's okay. Safe. She's cool. fine. <laughs> um okay so yeah we'll, we'll go ahead and get into this this is a little bit of like a human interest story wrapped up in this cult stuff uh it's also had some interesting developments over the past couple of years so i'm just going to kind of run through this um so I, i'm working from about a dozen sources uh but i will mention them as needed 
and link them in the document. Uh, shout out specifically to cultfacts.com in particular for its database style listing of information on the cult in question. Cool. So let's go ahead and start with a true crime angle in all of this, and then we'll peel back the information on the cult at the heart of the tragedy. Hey. So I'll be running through the basic story from a write-up uh, in People magazine. All right, here we go. Sure. In August of 1980, 21-year-old Dean Klaus and his 17-year-old wife Tina and their one-year-old daughter Holly Marie moved from Florida to Houston, Texas on a job lead. However, six months later, by January of 1981, there was no sign of Dean, Tina, or baby Holly. Can I just say 21-year-old Dean and 17-year-old wife just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies? I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of sus now, but, like, yeah. you yeah. know, you hear about that, like, it, sure. it was another generation, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, fair enough. It, I, I don't condone it, but, like, I, I'm like, okay, no. It's it, different. It was a different understanding of things. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, so, long story short, their extended family spent 40 years with no news about the missing Dean, Tina, and Holly. It wasn't until, like... 2011 that the remains of Dean and Tina were identified, but there was still, like, no news about Holly. Fuck. Now, their remains were found all the way back in January 6th, 1981. Oh, God. But went unidentified for decades, uh, and those remains were found by a man who found a decomposed arm in the mouth of his German shepherd. Jesus jumped up, Christ. <laughs> Good dog. Now, Good boy. Right, so so Tina had been the victim of strangulation, and Dean's skull was fractured. Again, though, no sign of baby Holly living or otherwise. Oh, boy. Now, in 2011, the Harris County Medical Examiner's Office exhumed the remains of the couple for DNA analysis. The combined work of forensic genealogist Misty Gillis and Allison Peacock a decade later, in 2021 began to turn up genetic leads. Huh. By 2022, Dean's family had been contacted and there was some closure, but the question remained, what happened to the baby? What happened to baby? Right. Well, it turns out that in January of 2022, the Texas Attorney General's Cold Case and Missing Persons Unit began looking into the case again, first by pulling the birth certificate for Holly Marie from Florida. But there was a snag. The records were sealed, which indicated adoption. Really? Mm-hmm. So, one court order later, it was discovered that Holly had been adopted by a couple in the state of Arizona. Uh, okay. Yeah, so this is this is really interesting. So, let, let, let's talk about the Christ family cult, though. Oh, please. We're transition here. So, the Christ family cult is a Christian cult, obviously, um that was established in the early 1960s by one Charles Franklin McHugh, who would later be known as Jesus Christ Lightning Amen. Hey, how much does <laughs> a name change? It is a wild fucking name. Jesus Christ Lightning out, Amen. And you find out that a lot of people who were in the family changed their last name to uh, Christ. That's why it's the Christ family, I would guess. Yeah. Fucking um, hell. So... McHugh, um, in a Washington Post write-up in 1980, was said to be a former carpenter and San Diego native who had undergone a 40-day fast in the Mojave Desert and returned to San Diego to priest that he was Christ reborn. Okay, in all fairness, he's a carpenter and he was in the desert for 40 days. I kind of see the connection here. Mm-hmm. 
Now, at its height, the cult had a couple thousand members that could be found in Southern California, Washington, D.C., Florida, Arizona, and Texas. Yeah, y'all keep um, them over there in the east. Mm. The cult was mostly nomadic, uh, preaching their gospel and rejecting work as they believed their only work was to spread the word of God and, by extension, Hughes. Mm. Um, or McHughes. Uh, they were pretty consistent with how a lot of nomadic cults in the 60s and 70s were in California, uh, with panhandling, uh, sleeping in public spaces, and dumpster diving. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, like, th- this is the same thing that Manson did for a while. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, quoting a 1997 article from the Deseret News, quote, The ragged band of members who wear long white robes and adopt the certain Christ keep guardedly to themselves as they smoke as they smoke God's tranquilizer, <laughs> marijuana, and beg for food. They shun sex, leather, and underwear, and follow a leader known as Jesus Christ Lightning Amen. <laughs> but do they shun sex leather? <laughs> oh, there's another costuming detail that the quote neglects to mention, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Now, as far as drug use is concerned, alcohol was strictly forbidden, but marijuana and tobacco were permitted as they were considered natural. Now, uh, Mike, back me up here, but fermentation is a natural process that fruit do. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I and they mean, would probably have to like get the rotten fruit fruit from the ground or whatever. Oh, they'd have to do it like the monkeys well, of olden well, times. Well, here's the thing: setting fire to oh, the yeah. ganja is not a natural process either. Yeah, they'd have to yeah. stand out in the fucking desert because, and wait for lightning if to you, strike their blunts. Because if you picked up, just if you saw a, a marijuana plant and just grabbed a bud off of it and started chewing on it, it's not going to do anything because heat's needed to uh, release most yeah. of the THC. So you yeah. basically just... That's why you cook it when just, you make edibles. Yeah, it just tastes bad and you'd get not high at all. I mean, there were a bunch of people who fought around a guy named Jesus Christ Lightning Amen. I don't yeah. expect... Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but... They know. don't have a lot of internal logic going on, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, so like many cults of the time, members were required, uh, required to give up their possessions and fund the cult with sales of whatever they sell off. Right. Um, also, like many cults of the time, they would isolate members from their family. Again, all the big cult playbook. That is that um, is straight up in the handbook. Mm-hmm. Additionally, some reports on the cult indicated that children were to be given up by members of the cult. This will be important for later. Okay. Now, I'm going to be quoting one Rick Ross in a okay. New York Post write-up here. Real quick, what is it with the hip-hop names? Jay-Z, Rick Ross? <laughs> right. God, He's like the yeah. whitest looking dude, too. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, quote, The way Lightning Amen functions is children wear excess baggage. If you're running a group that is nomadic, you want them to be mobile. You want them to be devoted. You don't want them to be distracted, and so children are a distraction. Now I'm just picturing Hans Molman saying all this. <laughs> so... Uh, Give up many... the kids. Sorry. Oh, no, no, that's cool. Like, I'm always appreciative of a Hans Molman reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, unlike many of these other, like, West Coast cults, however, there was no real pattern of uh, sexual abuse in the cult as a whole, or any sign of sex, really, as the members seem to be almost completely celibate. Um, I, specify, uh, I specify almost here. Uh-huh. Um, and perhaps it was the diapers they wore on their head as turbans that worked to keep the temptation at bay. Uh, that oh, was legitimate. They, 
Were they yeah, at I've, least I've, clean? I I would hope so. I've got pictures of Jesus Christ Lightning Amen wearing one of the diapers. Oh, I'm looking that up. Yeah. So the cult more or less ended with the arrest of McHugh in 1987 uh, for transportation and possession of methamphetamines. Oh, boy. <laughs> I see <laughs> um, the diaper. My God. Yeah. And and, and this is uh, Hemet. Hemet is known for meth. Like when they were oh, making yeah. the show Breaking Bad, it was supposed to be set in my county, Riverside County. Of course. And then they changed it to Albuquerque, New Mexico. But the show could have easily... Hemet would have been in the show. I oh, swear yeah. to well, God. But, uh, both locations work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he was also carrying $30,000 and a gun. Uh, forty-five caliber, oh, I believe. That's that's nice. What was he going to do um, with that? Yeah, and then and prior to that, in 1985, about 10 members of the cult were busted for growing close to a million dollars in marijuana. You know, they were a few decades early. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the cult as a whole. Remember how I mentioned there was no real pattern of sexual abuse? Right. While one could say that about the cult as a whole, that wasn't the case for McHugh. Fucking of course it wasn't. In 2001, he was arrested again, accused of three counts of molesting a child under 18, uh, but was ultimately only found guilty on one count in 2003. Oh boy. Now... Looking this up, uh, because of this whole, we're going to get an update on the Baby Holly situation in a minute, but um, it, it's big news, and a lot of people who are in the community and of the faith have been like sharing their recollections. A lot of stuff is being published. So some um, recollections from former members of the cult painted a very sinister and manipulative picture of McHugh as well. I'm not going to go into it, but there there was a lot I found among several online communities, especially locally, such as like Facebook posts. I don't want to out anyone who posts about this shit on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what the fuck does your next door look like? Um, mostly people complaining about um, Biden. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, no, that's literally it. Um, so... I found a lot of comments on different articles from people who claim to be in the Christ family, uh, ranging from accusing authors of being liars and slanderers uh, to confirming details and sharing their own stories. Like the, the property that McHugh was on is still there. Oh. And I think there's still members of the church. They, they're not Organized. public. Yeah, they're not so much public anymore, but there is like a ministry element attached to it. Right. Um, there, there's all sorts of interesting financial stuff. There's a, a music company involved. Yeah. Like it's it's a big topic, man. We're gonna um, be talking about music and cults in a bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of music, uh, I'm gonna quote Ross again. <laughs> uh, Rick Ross live. <laughs> so, quote. There are many destructive cults, but they're not all equally destructive. But the Christ family was one of the most destructive cults in modern history. Cult members were completely cut off from family. McHugh was an abusive and controlling leader. He psychologically and emotionally tortured the people who were under his control. He was an omnipresent, absolute ruler who was a megalomaniac. They were involved in a great deal of drugs, and McHugh would encourage them to use drugs. God. Now... McHugh would die in 2010 in, where else, Hemet, California. (laughs) As for his cult, evidence suggests that they were responsible for the deaths of Dean and Tina Klaus and the abduction of baby Holly. 
Have you considered pissing on his grave? I've had experience I, with this, and it's very therapeutic. I doubt he's buried in a public place. Okay, well, piss on his grave in effigy. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I'll make a grave. Um, So, returning back to our story about baby Holly here. After the unsealing of Holly's birth record, investigators managed to track down the adoption to Philip and Constance McGoldrick in Arizona. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and continue quoting the People article here. Quote, Mm -hmm. On November 8th, 1980, Philip McGoldrick, a pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Yuma, Arizona, was late for a meeting when he heard a knock on the back door of the church. When he peered through the window, he saw three women dressed in white robes, members of a religious group known as the Christ Family. I opened the door to say, well, can I help you? McGoldrick tells people, I'm expecting them to say, we need some gas money or food. Instead, the women offered him a baby girl. I asked, you need someone to babysit, he says. They said, no, no, we want to give this baby away. Now, um, one of these women was possibly Tina. Oh. Handed over a birth certificate and a note from Dean relinquishing parental rights. Holy shit. Now, from what the investigation has gathered, Dean and Tina had become part of the cult at some point, or at least involved with them to a degree. I don't think we'll ever really know what the circumstance was. What we do know is that in uh, December of 1980, maybe just after New Year 1981, a Sister Susan had contacted Dean's family in an attempt to sell them the family car for $1,000, likely for the community fund Mm. of the Christ family. Mm. Now... The sources I read didn't really tell me much about what happened from there, such as if the family bought the car. But what was mentioned was that Sister Susan mentioned that Dean and Tina had joined the Christ family. What was the blue book value? I'm kidding. I'm right? kidding. Um, now, What's the blue book value of a baby? Oh, yeah. Good <laughs> question. <laughs> it depends. Is going to Moloch? Oh, that's a, that's yeah. a dark joke. Manual no, I get automatic. it. I get it. Um, so, so, so with all this darkness, I am happy to share that the baby Holly known today as Holly Marie, was finally identified in 2022 as a 42-year-old mother of five in Oklahoma. Since then, she is reunited with her surviving extended family. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole story is, like, absolutely fascinating. And uh, Holly Marie recently published a book on her experiences, which I'm, like, really wanting to read. That sounds like it's going to be interesting, and uh, thank yeah. you for that. That's I, you know, you mentioned Jesus Christ lightning amen once. I was like, well, this I got to hear. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. I recall when we were talking about it, a lot of this stuff was still developing. Like I think like baby Holly had just been found. Yeah. So yeah, so, it was nice that I kind of waited on this one. So, yeah. So what you're saying is, ooh, we you they found baby Holly. Oh, <laughs> oh and boy! I look just like yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, before we move on and I ruin food products for you, let's take a quick break. Okay. Okay. All right. So we will be right back after this. Hi everyone, this is Kevin from Supernatural Selection. Are you an independent creator? Do you have a webcomic or an Etsy store? Do you 3D print things? Or are you just looking to get some word out for your Discordian cabal with uh, social terrorism? Well, we'd love to help. 
And David, I believe you've got some details about how we can help. Why, certainly. If you go to supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, that is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact, you can learn how to advertise with us. That's right. I believe the rate is $2 per episode. You can't beat that with a stick. Yeah, I mean, trust me, we've tried. Yeah, that's cheap. That's literally cheaper than dirt. Mm-hmm. And best of all, if you're not sure how to write an ad, we'll do it for you. We'll even record it. Absolutely. Just let us know what you need in the ad, and we'll be happy to do that for you. And again, that URL is supernaturalselectionpod.com slash contact. And now, back to the show. And we're back. Now, before we get going, Mike, I have an idea for a costume for, uh, uh, Dragon Con, based on what we were talking about a minute ago, not the cult, but uh, Duckbird. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to cosplay as a human Scrooge McDuck, so I need like a top hat. I've got my glasses. I got a cane, so I want to get a waistcoat and then no pants. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, no. You'll you have that authentic like kind of ducky look if you wore a adult diaper. <laughs> I don't know. I just like the idea of walking around with no pants. I well, think and most if, if of you Dragon wear the diaper Con, on your head, oh, I could, could go as Lightning Amen. I could go as Jesus Christ Lightning Amen, which I swear I want to change my name to that. Anyway, guys, how are we feeling about cults so far? Pretty good. Not great about them, if I'm being I mean, honest. Not yeah. like good, good, but you know. you know, you're 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 content in your hatred of them. Yeah. Um. One thing that I do think we should refer, uh, we should discuss maybe in a future episode, or at least post a link to it in the notes, is um, the uh, bite model of authoritarian control, which is how a lot of these cult leaders operate. Yes, that's um, a very interesting thing that uh, uh, Holly, not Baby Holly, but Holly sent you. Yeah, yeah, my my, my Holly. Um, yeah, she sent me she sent me this. I'm I'm not gonna go through and read it, but I am gonna like link it in the document. Um, just if if you recognize any of these behaviors within a group that you're with uh get out talk to somebody yeah you yeah. can leave yeah um you know and then it comes down to like um controlling people's behavior uh-huh. their access to information controlling their very thoughts and emotions as well it's, yeah. it's all quite sinister yeah but remember you can leave people will help absolutely so. absolutely uh so we're about to ruin someone's day because our next cult <laughs> is Celestial Seasonings. Yes, the makers of Sleepy Time Tea were founded by a eugenics cult. Let's dive in. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I knew there was something sinister about those bears on the label. Yep, they're drowsy and content and falling asleep in a world of white power. <laughs> All right, so my references for this one are cults, conspiracies, and the twisted hit. Twisted History of Sleepy Time Tea from Inverse. And by the way, I didn't say this before. All these are linked in the show note, in the uh, mm-hmm. outline. Uh, but anyway, that was from Inverse. Sleepy Time Tea, secret li- religion behind celestial seasonings. News.com.au. And the... Let me see if I can say this. This is a fucked up word. The Urantia Book. The Wikipedia article on it. That looks right to me. All right. 
1967... Oh, my God. Fuck. 67. Power through it, man. Power through it. Yep. In 1969, as Moe Siegel and John Hay were traipsing up the side of a mountain for herbs for their tea shop, they were also getting into a New Age religion. You see, Siegel... So, so when you say... No, no, when you say traipsing through, like, the hills to find, like, herbs... You're talking about their secret weed garden, right? No, I'm actually talking about herbs specifically to make tea because they wanted huh. to, they wanted to make something that wasn't uh, based on your typical British tea. Yeah, like so just like, your your Earl Grey. Yeah, pot. like chamomile and stuff. They're looking for weird ass herbs in America. I, I would say I don't think you could traipse up the side of a mountain. Well, though. you know what I mean. They, they they were hiking through the hills and mountains yeah. and dales and such and looking for I, weeds. I, I like how you fucked up 1969, but you got traipsing perfect. Well, yeah, yeah I say traipsing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see, Siegel and Hay were both hippies. And had gotten into the this New Age Bible called the, Uran- uh, the Urantia book. Say that five times fast. No, but I'm going to say it a lot. The Urantia <laughs> book's authorship is in question since it was, well, of course, written during a channeling ses- session and is credited to an alien. Does that sound familiar, guys? Not at all. Sounds like like one-third of our topics, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, as far as we can tell, it was probably written by William S. Sadler due to being published in the same city, which I believe was Chicago, and having similar worldviews to the man. Also... Mm-hmm. If you really want to ruin a day or two, the book is in public domain after some legal shenanigans. Like, I know I advocate for the public domain for the public good, but can we also have, like, an anti-public domain for cult writings? <laughs> Not just cult writings, you know. There's just pl- Well, no, because I, I think we can learn from anything, even if there are bad things. We should learn that they're bad. Like, yeah, Mike. Like, just Mike, have a restricted section of the public domain. Yeah, well, Mike's kind of like the actual version of Elon Musk in that he is kind of a free speech absolutist. The- the, the, the mm. Black Library public domain. Ooh, I like <laughs> that idea. Like the Vatican public Archive public dark. domain. You could read it. You're very free to read it. But just know that there's bad You'll shit You'll be put here. on a list. You're, it's you're, like, you're it's on like, a list. <laughs> you're losing sanity. It's like reading Lovecraftian books. Your brain gets broken. Yeah. <laughs> so... These guys, thinking this book was super groovy and life-changing, they decided that they would use its fringe Christian teachings as the basis for their new company, Celestial Seasonings, after their sleepy time tea brew took off. Now, again, guys, what do you think this book teaches? Uh, how to make tea, and how to drink tea, and all the good things about tea. Well, first it teaches that Jesus was an extraterrestrial prophet from the stars. And then he brought tea, and he drank tea, (laughs) and that's all. Uh, Nope. (laughs) It also teaches that Earth's true name is Urantia, and gives a complete history of it, summarized. That includes tea, (laughs) drinking tea. It teaches about the end times in a similar fashion to early Seventh-day Adventists. No tea in the end times, unfortunately. Yep. And it teaches that Nordics are the superior race and that all minorities should be wiped from the face of the earth for the glory of God. Amen. Because they have tea. Got Mike. Drink tea. (laughs) That's bitter tea. (laughs) It is some bitter bitter fucking tea. 
As you can see, though, these aren't great foundations for a company that makes tea with a drowsy teddy bear on the label. <laughs> I mean, you know, if the, if the teddy bears are white, maybe. Again, oh, he's, no. just, he's just tuckered from oppressing minorities. Oh, <laughs> oh bother. Anyway, <laughs> worse... Moe was deep into the Urantia Foundation. That's the organization that tries to spread the teachings of the Urantia book. Like Vegemite trying to spread it, but nobody wants it. Not enough butter. Or like, or like butter scraped over too much bread. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Butter is used when you're eating. Anyway, they of course <laughs> claim that they are not a cult, which is a great way to figure out if a group is a cult or not. Yeah, I don't think any cult has ever said, yeah, we're a cult. Come on, we're just a cult. Get in here, cult it up with us. <laughs> I, I just picture them wearing robes over a brew of tea, muttering that they aren't a cult, despite the clear cultist robes. <laughs> I'm picturing the stone cutters. <laughs> no, no, they're, it's like the the, uh, the the KLM robes, but oh, instead yeah. of like the horn, it's just like, you know, a tea spout. I was just thinking bouquets of, like, <laughs> herbs or something. Sticking out of the hood? Yeah. That sounds cool. So, to their credit, Celestial Seasonings as a company has sort of cut all that out of their company history after Mo left. You know, kind of like the Nerdist and Chris Hardwick after the allegations against him. You kind of have to do that, mm. don't you? Yeah. Or like Volkswagen and the Nazis, or yeah. Hugo Boss and the Nazis, or <laughs> Chanel and the Nazis. Or... I, I, wow. I see a theme with the Nazis. <laughs> uh, there's not really much more to this one. I just find it really fascinating, though, how much a cult can affect popular culture without anyone ever really knowing. Yeah, look at Muppet Babies. That's actually 100% <laughs> true. Well, I mean, and to be fair, the brand did a fairly good job of separating themselves from their cult origins to where now it's just like this curiosity used for medium posts and minor podcasts. We are yeah. fairly I, minor. I, th I yes. think they should just like pivot, go in full tilt, lean back into it. Because obviously, celestial seasoning <laughs> Drink is the cult, be way, the cult. way out of its like time in the sun. Like, I'm actually surprised they're still around as a brand. Oh, they're honestly. still one of the best selling teas in the world. Well, I, you just the don't hear Volks. about them like you used to. Like, I remember in, like, yeah. the 80s, you heard about them. They had well, they, commercials all the time. That's and, because that's when Mo left, and they were like, we really got to make some money. But You know, bold strategy of them for not allowing black people to buy their tea. Oh, oh. fuck, dude. What is this, Mormonism in the 60s? <laughs> but seriously, though, Mike was right. Uh, I read a interview with Jeffrey Scott, head writer of Muppet Babies, and he was a Scientologist and he said, in Muppet Babies and the Littles, they just shoved it full of Scientology teachings without anyone knowing. See, and I Look. like those shows and I never, like, it, it. they failed because it never, like... Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Muppet Babies, I fucking adored, but I don't think it succeeded as well because, like, you know, Jim Henson was there to have a guiding, you know, hand well, in it. Well, but, well, now that you mention it, I do remember the scene where Kermit flew a 747 into a volcano. Oh, that's that was right. But seriously, The Littles was fucked, man. You watch that show, there's something deeply unsettling and uncomfortable about The Littles. I kind of like mm. The Littles. I mean, it was... I never did as a kid. I was like, something's wrong here. I never got that. I don't think that was like a Scientology thing. I was thinking it was just, you know, I don't know. You, I don't know. You didn't like whimsy. No, it's not that. I loved Whimsy. I, I used to watch I, I, I Whimsical saw, stuff. I, I saw I saw the most brutal like 
comeback posted on I, I don't remember who posted it like credit to whoever came out with it but it was like l plus ratio plus you lack whimsy and i was like oh Fuck. that's devastating that's absolutely <laughs> devastating oh god well we'll talk about that more on the distraction hole our next subject is one i'm sure a lot of you out there know about at least by osmosis You've been hit with billboards and ads everywhere, whether you realize it or not, even here in the dirty south. I am talking, of course, about Shen Yun. God damn it, I got Shen Yun again. Yep. <laughs> Mike, you saw one of their billboards on the way back from uh, Kentucky, didn't you? Yes. Well, wasn't Shenmue that game by uh, Yuji Naka? Yoon! Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Not okay, Shen, okay, Yui, okay. Shen you, Yun. You darn long-eared galoot. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, well, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of trailers for their Fathom events whenever I go to see a movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they, they, you know, Fathom events. They yeah, no, I've been to Fathom screenings. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I know they're like 3,000 years of like culture. 5,000. 5,000, whatever. They yeah. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> I don't have to, I don't work for, I'm not in the cult. I don't have to get it right. Okay, that's fair. But, you know, uh, so I, in one of my discords, one of the, one of my friends there, he he loves to rail on Shen Yun, so I know a little bit about them. Like, okay. I knew they were a cult, and I know they're a very anti-communist party of mm -hmm. China. Now, I honestly knew nothing about these guys until Mike mentioned it, and then I started seeing memes and jokes about it, and then the billboards started popping up here in Jackson. It turns out they were here last year, and they're going to be again here this year at Thaliamara Hall in March. And I'm sure there's a lot of really old white pip people that are just super excited. The same people who freak the fuck out about MSG? You're goddamn right. We actually have a jar of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I bought like Hell a two-pack yeah. of like MSG shakers. Fuck yeah. MSG is pure flavor, baby. I'm going to start I'll putting that, that in my milk. But no, uh, <laughs> like... So Meat milk. I wonder how many Shen Yun touring companies there are. Uh, actually, we're gonna get into that. I found Cause, out because there's a lot. They're all over the place. There yeah. has to be like you know uh -huh. dozens of the fuckers. They're you're not that far from wrong, or you're not because you know, you're not too <laughs> far from right. I mean. But you think they would be like you know uh, what's the thing Cirque du Soleil or something? There's only a couple of them. A but. little, but no. Um, now, my sources for this one are Stepping into the Uncanny, Unsettling World of Shin Yoon from The New Yorker, the articles by Gia Tolentino, uh, Shin Yoon, the Wikipedia article, and Falun Gong, the Wikipedia article. Hmm. Now, Shin Yoon is at its heart a dance troupe based out of a compound in North uh, New York <laughs> State run by adherents to Falun Dafa or Falun Gong, depending on what article you're reading. Uh, they're ubiquitous ads, which read things like 5,000 years of, his of civilization, reborn, are spread by the local branches of the movement. Whenever you can describe an organization as occupying a compound, you're already in, like, cult territory. <laughs> and I say that as someone who wants a compound. What a coincidence. I want a compound, too. I know all of us <laughs> want a compound, Dude. and we want a grift. You, you, you we know, gotta do this. You know how many times I think, like, if I ever hit the lottery, I would just, like, buy a big chunk of land 
Dude, same. Build a compound. Just build multiple houses and be like, you know, hey, motherfuckers, just come live here if you want. I don't care. Guys, we would have a podcasting studio there. We'd have an underground podcasting bunker. I'm writing the suicide pack. Like 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 that kids in the hall sketch with Dave Foley as the last DJ on her. Oh god. I've got that, a that's the vibe that I want. Oh, the, fuck you, Kevin. the woman that sang that song died today. Yeah. Yeah. And he put that in my head and I hate I hate it. Yeah, that's okay. Nestle makes the very best. Anyway, so your typical Shin Yoon show involves a t- <laughs> uh, your typical Shin Young show involves a troupe of forty dancers and about forty musicians. So that's eighty people in a group. There are currently six touring touring groups at least. So I want to let those numbers sink in for just a second. I'm mad that you mentioned it was 80 because I was going to have a joke about me not being good at math and saying that's like 4,040 people. Right? God damn it. You I'm sorry. It. I did. I'm sorry. I <laughs> so, fucked up your joke. It's okay. So that's 80 it's people. Okay. It's not a very good joke. Times six. That's 480 people. Yeah, just in the troops. Yeah, and that, and, you know, that's, you know, at least. At least. Low end. Yeah, and there may you know, be if, international if groups. Probably. I mean, if you work your performers harder and make them dance while playing the instruments, you can cut down those numbers. You know, that's you true. That overhead. But you want to grow the numbers for the okay, cult. Okay, okay. So. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just in, in savings mode. Yeah, right no, now. it's okay. I understand. We, we all, we're, we're living in, we're all in late stage capitalism. I understand. <laughs> now, it's dancers come out in beautiful flowing costumes and they leap around in front of a giant screen with videos and animations playing behind them. And it really sounds like there is some amazing technical work going on with this because like a dancer will pop up on the screen and like run and shrink and then like a real dancer bursts out from behind the screen. Mm -hmm. So like it sounds really impressive. Sounds like they really need to put this uh, production in the the uh, the sphere in Las Vegas. Yeah, they mm. also teach you some Chinese, specifically how to say "I love Shin Yoon," and I don't know why, but that just creeps me right the fuck out. Knowing nothing else about them, <laughs> that is just like fucked. Ni hao lo wai. Oh fuck off. <laughs> It'd be like the CCP handing out free shirts overseas with Xi Jinping's face that read Daddy in Mandarin. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> they sh- yeah. But no, that that's the only Chinese I know. Ni hao lo wai. And what does that mean? It It's basically... Uh, so lo wai is the Chinese version of a uh, Gai Jin or gringo uh, you know it's it's so kind it's of like derogatory slightly sub gringo kind of thing yeah it's a derogatory you know foreigner kind of thing okay. how I, I i'm just so happy you didn't just like do a slur oh yeah oh, God. I, no uh nihao is just you know hello or something like yeah, that so yeah. it's basically hello foreigner but uh i i heard that <laughs> so much in uh uh PUBG. Uh. Toward, towards the end there, it was just like overrun with the Chinese people. Oh, wow. And Chinese hackers. So, mm. meanwhile, back with the cult. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a lot of their routines and acts in the show uh, and the things the hosts talk about are strongly anti-communist, which, Mike, you mentioned that. Yeah. Which is, it, it, we know at first that sounds like, oh, they're, they're yeah. anti-CCP. Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah, which is why Falun Dafa is banned and persecuted in China. Yeah. Now, I'd like to quote Gia Tolentino's article from The New Yorker about her experiences at a show while she had a raging fever and decided to go to the show anyway, which sounds a lot like the time I watched Dune on Codeine 3. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. I, I was there for that. Kevin just kind of like rolled on the bed and murmured. I, I was sitting there like, I was trying I to say... I am the kids watch Hatterack. No, I, I am the kids watch Hatterack. I was, I really was. But I was trying to t- say, Mike, change channel. Please, change channel. But, but he just like Here's rolled the on the bed. Killer. Here's the death that brings obliteration. All he fucking heard was... Ah! Yes. <laughs> He, he could not like articulate articulate anything, so I'm just like watching Dune. Like he's, he's well, the thing is, yeah, I'm watching Dune, and Mike's playing fucking Battlefield oh, yeah. 1942. So I'm hearing grenades go off and like sandworms and shit. My world Holy is fuck. destroyed. I destroyed Kevin's ego that day. Yeah, no, that's what's wrong with me now, and why this show happens. So, anyway, to quote the to quote the Sorry. article. <laughs> it begins quote I felt my forehead the dan- <laughs> that's a great start the dances continued sleeves swirling skirts rippling a man came on stage to sing a song in Chinese which was translated on the screen behind him quote we follow Dafa the great way he began singing about a creator who saved mankind and made the world anew quote Atheism and evolution are deadly ideas. Modern <laughs> trends destroy what makes us human, he sang. <laughs> At the end of the song, the row of older white people sitting behind me clapped fervently. In the final dance numbers, a group of Falun Dafa followers who wore blue and yellow and clutched books of religious teachings battled for space in a public square with corrupt youth. Their corruption was evident because they were wearing black looking at their cell phones, and in the case of two men, holding hands. Oh, jeez. Chairman Mao appeared, and the sky turned black, and the city in the digital backdrop was obliterated by an earthquake, then finished off by a communist tsunami. A red hammer and sickle glowed in the center of the wave, Dazed, I rubbed my eyes and saw a huge bearded face disappearing into the water. Was that? I said to my brother, wondering if I needed to go to the hospital. Karl Marx, he said. Yeah, I think that was a tsunami with the face of Karl Marx. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fantastic article, guys. Oh my God, Um, I need to read this. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if you guys caught the implication that homosexuality is a corruption here. Yes. Well, was it the bit with noted gay icon Karl Marx? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I also but, just find it... But was, was the corruption of homosexuality washed away by Karl Marx? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I also just find it funny how utterly transparent it is and its <laughs> messaging is described here. Like... You couldn't get any message across if there is, like, you can get any message across if there's a dance behind it. Like, those TikToks of people dancing and explaining stuff simultaneously. You ever seen those? Uh, yeah, I kind of want Robert Evans to start doing behind the ba- uh, bastards while flossing. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Twerking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah no. That's... 
him flossing and then you got like uh the guys from some more news twerking yeah we, we should we should start doing that we should yeah, start doing no, tiktoks no, of us dancing no. awkwardly talking about woo woo shit no no fucking way <laughs> oh no you're no fun i know so i'll do it <laughs> of course you <laughs> give me enough rum and i'll do it I, oh i know so oh, man shin shin Yu was founded by <laughs> let me get this right lee hong ji yeah sounds mm. right shortly after the tiananmen square protests mm. Mm. Now, apparently, after the Tiananmen Square protests, the Chinese government required all social groups to register with them to cut down on possible future protests. Fuck your chess club. Yep. Now, Li Hongji is sort of a divine figure to the movement. He, seen, he reminds me a little bit of Shoko Asahara from Om Shinrikyo because, mm. like Shoko, he can levitate... And walk through walls and predict various apocalypses. Guys, I can't wait to become an X Man when I start our cult. Dude, we, <laughs> yeah, they, they they always like have the same shit. We could come up with our own things. Like I, when we're when we bring up our own, create our own cult. I'm gonna say I could like transmute matter into gold and like, but only for a second. And like you know, move the stars and moon with my mind i don't know anything I, <laughs> you can do anything and they're talk they're, they're you know just going for levitation yeah, yeah, yep. and walking through walls i can fart on thursdays can you <laughs> you fart on any day ending in y Shit. I'll, I'll just be gold ball the x-man <laughs> who makes gold balls oh fuck that guy i don't care if they did turn him into eggs <laughs> Ooh. You, but with your with a touch, you transmute anything into uh, Ferrero Rocher. Ooh. Oh, dude, you would never leave my side. <laughs> Kevin would die of his beaties. I die the beaties. All right, I poop beaver nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> my God, just, no, Mike, I'm not eating beaver Mike, nugget. Mike and David just connected ass to mouth. <laughs> no, no, I would not want to see, see how Beating those time. nuggets are made. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm done with finger nuggets now. I don't. I don't think you are. <laughs> no, I'm not. So, as long as I don't think about that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, so Falun Gong took off really hard in China and became massive very quickly. Like so massive, the government became extremely worried that people were going to be more loyal to the cult than to the party. Mm, uh, capital P party. They, Yes, capital P party. I've got that in the notes. Yeah. So they also had like major thousands of people protest in Tiananmen Square again from the cult. Ooh. So they issued, they they outlawed the cult and they issued an arrest warrant for Lee, but he'd already buggered off to Queens. Smart one, that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Is this the Chinese remake of Coming to America all of a sudden? <laughs> you know, Almost. It kind of is, isn't it? <sighs> now, Sexual chocolates. Oh God. Now, while still existing in China, they are heavily persecuted for their anti-communist stance and their celebration of Chinese history. Which is funny because the Chinese Communist Party likes to... Uh, emphasize certain elements of their history like the uh the kung fu oh yeah no they're um, big on that what's that uh the the not the kung fu exactly but the what's the exercise one that's tai chi tai chi yeah tai chi they like to 
No. Oh yeah, but they want to make it secular. <laughs> well, of course. But, yeah. But but secular yeah, I mean, religion who isn't who isn't persecuted in China. That's fair. The, the CCP's members are being tracked by an authoritarian network of social scores. You're not special Falun Gong. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But how far okay. away from we from being that? Yeah, not not too far, I'd imagine. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, you know, yeah, imagine us in China. God, we'd be, like, persecuted for all kinds of shit. Oh, know? they'd have my nuts in a vice. So, Shinyu, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Falun Gong's practices <laughs> mostly consist of, like, meditation, yoga, and dancing to transcend the limits of the physical world and expand the mind. Most of their beliefs are copy-pasted from Buddhism, except they are encouraged to enter society to spe- spread their ways. You know, like dirty Christians. I was going to say, isn't that uh, the, 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 the Krishnas? The Hare Krishnas? Yeah, that too. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, they're all kind of similar in a way. Yeah. Because if it were all dancing in love, I don't think there'd be a problem here in the West. But it's not. But to go after gay icon Karl Marx, I that know. just does not fly. God, I, you know, I really want a shirt of gay icon <laughs> Karl Marx now. now. We can make it happen. I know. We're graphic designers, and we've got a store. <laughs> so, Lee's teachings are ultra-right wing. Mm. He is anti-homosexual. He is Boo. anti-feminist. Boo. He is anti-science. Boo. He is anti-progress. He is essentially a Republican Luddite in everything but name. Now, one statement in particular I got is a quote that homosexuality... Homosexuality. (laughs) (laughs) That homosexuality makes one unworthy of being human... Oof. Creates bad karma and is comparable to organized crime. Fuck. He also taught that disgusting homosexuality shows the dirty, abnormal psychology of the gay who has lost his ability of reasoning. Gay madness. <laughs> this, this, this sounds like someone who's desperately trying to repress their attraction to men. Oh, dude, if you left, if you, like, gave him just enough drugs to let him off the chain, he would be all over every dick in the room. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, but, no, know, but, like, it's it just when seems you like deny it, you apparently turn into this. The, the, the people that, yeah, it just seems like the people that, you know, try to deny themselves the most turn out this way yeah so uh it gets worse he also says that when the gods come back homosexuals will be the first to be obliterated so yeah real fun guy in charge of the dancing cult get rid of like you know all the dolphins and you know a lot of uh you know primates because you know Mm -hmm. yep everything fucks and it's gay so they also believe that we're in the quote Fa reclamation, which sounds like something Vince Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer, would talk about. <laughs> but this is the moral degradation period before the world is brought back to the righteous path for those that survive. So, so they're in their Revelation slash Mark of the Beast era. Got it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so so they're just waiting for the uh, the rapture any day now. Yeah, no, they're totally against the idea of uh, and and. Like, you know, Mark of the Beast, they're kind of like the Family International, barcode's bad, uh, uh, department store's bad, all that stuff. So, 
Falun Dafa, which sounds as like a town in the borderlands from the Wheel of Time. Or, or you know, a Star Trek, like, yeah. uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Star Wars character. No, no, yeah. Star Trek. He's like a, a what's that guy, a Cardassian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, Falun Dafa uses Shenyun as a pre as a PR branch to sugarcoat their nasty ass beliefs and instruct its followers and the Shenyun troops to downplay most of their teachings to the public to attract more followers. Now, this is a typical cult tactic. You lure people in with peace and love, and then you hit them with the hate and the loathing. I mean, if you think that's bad, just wait until you hear what Cirque du Soleil believes. Oh, dude. Yeah, you know, it's not just all, you know, sexy, tight leotards with, yep. with provocative bulges. You know, I watched a Cirque, Sol- <laughs> Delay show, a Cirque du Soleil show on a Laserdisc on our friend's stream one time, and yeah. uh, it was actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Say uh, so they they always go that way. Like, what if you what if cult, but you don't have the bad shit? Oh, you mean like Upright Citizens Brigade? Cult. I said but, like the Upside Upright Citizens Brigade, but no bad shit, just better shit. Like once you get past the secret door, you find there's even You're better it, things. It's full of candy. Like, yeah, there's like, you know, puppies and kittens. <laughs> Holy shit, they got a foosball table. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, air hockey. A, a, a secret arcade that's all free play. Yeah. Now, oh, now, wow. Now, see, you're, you're talking about the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. They were a cult. <laughs> anyway, so Shin Yoon is not their only immediate presence. Mm. They also run the Epoch Times, which is an God international ultra conservative conservative newspaper thing. Have you guys ever heard of the Epoch yes. Times? Yeah, I had no idea. I knew it was like very conservative, mm-hmm. but Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've run across it a few times, both IRL at the laundromat I used to go to, and online from some of the less savory places I visited for this fucking show. It preaches the hard line on conservative conservative issues like racism, fundamentalism, homophobia, and anti-communism. We should we should have our like mm-hmm. own reply to this. We should. Uh, it also promotes QAnon, Ugh. anti-vax theories, Ugh. and during the 2016 election, it came out swinging hard for Donald Trump. Big Dick Don. Mm. Big Dick Don. Right in the ass of America. <clears throat> In a cup. So, now, why am I telling you all this? To make us suffer? Close, because it's still active, and of it's far-reaching, it and for Christ's sake, do not let your parents go to Shin Yoon shows. Well, that's easy I, for me, but... Yeah. I, yeah, same here. I know they already watch Fox News. I know that. But we don't need a fancy version of the Lawrence Welk show spreading this shit under the guise of art. I don't want Lawrence Welk weaponized. Imagine going to Riverdance and realizing that they Morse tap dance out the instructions on how to build a car bomb. That'd be fucking... Well, oh, God. River, <laughs> man, dude, you're talking about the Troubles. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, final thoughts, guys. What are our thoughts on cults? Cults in general. Have we got any experiences with cults? Let's talk about it. We could have called this episode Mixed Nuts. I noticed that, and I'm mad at you for not telling me that until it's already been named. <laughs> My, um, sorry, yeah. go ahead, David. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I think every one of us has some experience. Like, it it also kind of defend, uh, depends on how you define a cult, but, like, we have experiences. So one, one thing that I didn't mention is um, I think I've seen Jesus Christ Lightning Amen. Really? Yeah, because, I wait, mean, I, I've wait. lived here in Hemet for did, a long time. Did he appear over your bed? <laughs> no, no, thank God. He climbed um, in through they, the bathroom Thank Lightning window. Amen. But no, like, um... He's a very distinctive picture, uh, figure. I was yeah. looking at photos, um, and I know that I've seen some of the like Christ family in my youth. You know, I um, thought that myself, but then I realized he just looked like one of the Duck Dynasty guys. <laughs> a, a little bit, a little bit. With um, a diaper on his head. But, you, you know, I, I think we all have, you know, again, it depends on how you define a cult. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Mormonism, is it a cult? My sister was um, there, and it... Having been to a Mormon church a couple times, it kind of mm-hmm. is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. praying my, thing my is wife, creepy. My wife would define it as a cult for sure, and she has her reasons. And, sure. Um, yeah, so sometimes it's, you you end up marrying someone who is in a cult. Yeah, it's not the worst cult, but it's mm-hmm. a cult. And there's there's a yeah. lot of cults too that kind of fly under the radar because you don't you know mm-hmm. think about them. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of uh, sects of Christianity that oh, yeah. are very culty. Salvation Army. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just uh, yeah. so like I remember Kevin wants me to tell this story. So oh I will. yes, um, we were in, when we were in high school. Um, there was a assembly, like a, a mandatory you know assembly. All the kids are gathered in the auditorium and mike i think and, you were right before i don't think i was at wingfield at that point uh, i don't know i don't know i just remember your uncle being there but continue so and so in this assembly there's like a uh some choral music it's introduced as a a group from uh alabama like the the uh Birmingham area, central Alabama. And they don't I don't think they mentioned it being part of a church or anything. They just said, you know, they were just touring and so they sung a bunch of songs like, you know, choir Life style. is a highway. Yeah. You know, you know, they were popular songs. There were, you know, no no religion to be seen or anywhere in the uh main presentation. So I was like, but I saw someone in there and I knew some people and some kids from Alabama because my friend my parents had friends there and we'd visit them you know once or twice a year but that was you know pretty much before high school so I saw you know a girl there that looked a lot like someone I remembered so I was like fuck so there was no like the in the school assembly there was no way to you know go up and you know try to find out but they said they were having another show like, I don't know, I don't think it was that night, but maybe the next night or something. And so i like, okay, I'm going to go there and see, you know, see if that's her. And I was so stunned by, like, the complete 180 of the, like, messaging. Like, like, like I said, it was very, seemed very secular and stuff during the daytime. But the night show, you know, that was, you know, voluntary to go to was just super, you know, Jesus, religion, Jesus, Jesus, save Jesus. I'm just like sitting there just kind of horrified. And I got dragged to this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I brought Kevin to that. And uh, it, was, it was so uncomfortable. Mm. Like, I'm not, obviously I'm not a religious person. At the time I was 
definitely not. And even Kevin, who was. I was religious at the time. And he was uncomfortable. Mm. It was, it was, oh, yeah, dude. It wasn't a full-blown cult, but it had a lot of trappings of cultism. Like, you know, yeah. they were they were like uh, doing a, a witnessing and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, we went out in the Ooh. hallway, and Mike's uncle was there on his knees yeah. being saved. So so I, I have to say that I have an uncle that's like less or is it he a year older than he's a year old he was a grade ahead of you and yeah he was he was basically kevin in kevin's yeah. class yeah he's my age and hmm. so you know he i don't remember him being there kevin swears he was there i didn't see yeah it. no that's the thing that when maybe I kevin went, kevin was happened? so shocked that he didn't tell me he was yeah there. no we we left the thing i was like uncomfortable i was like we gotta get the fuck out of here i don't want to join a cult and i look over and there's don't no Nope. Cut that. Sit. Sorry. Don't use I'm going to beep that. But there's Mike's uncle. And I'm like, oh, no. We got to oh, get. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, God. That. Mm, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And no. so I, I did not discover it if it was the person I thought it was. Like, you remember that group, the power team that would go around to schools and do all these feats of strength. Oh yeah. They came through the power of God. Yeah. They, they came to, uh, to our school too. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that, but gay. (laughs) It was like that, but choral music. We had like the Duncan yo-yo company show up (laughs) and like trying to sell us yo-yo. Oh God. You had the whole, you had like every Simpsons joke. Yeah. Every group that showed up at, uh, Lisa's school. Uh-huh. Went to your school. See, we had the power team, and then we, I remember we had this one dude that came in, and like he was supposed, and I don't know how they got away with this, but they had this dude come in, and he was like singing and talking about Jesus, like during an assembly. And like he did a song, and then started talking, and we were like, "Oh, thank God, the song's over." And then he started playing music, and the whole school just starts going, "No!" And he's like, oh, you don't want a song? And he looked real hurt. And we're like, no! And he turned off, okay, well, let's just talk then. And, like, you could just see his soul crushed. Oh, fuck. So, so I'm really proud of that. So I think, you know, some of these assemblies were, you know, before, like, there was a bunch of a big rigmarole about, you know, religious things in school yeah it's we like there. after we graduated it became a big deal mm-hmm. well no even before yeah. we grad, at least you know before before i graduated there yeah. was you know the they were trying to like do prayers in school and you know there was a lot of yeah i remember i had several teachers in junior high that were like all right we're gonna do a prayer so but you know the 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 one the choral music when i was telling the story about they like i said they didn't touch you know, religion at all during the uh, day assembly. Yeah, but at night, one. but the things all, came out, and we did have the power team. But I think they also had secular washed it by I, then. When I saw the power team at at Wingfield, they were straight up talking about through the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But, but I think they uh they did it also did the thing where they did a night show where mm. you know you could come see them and then okay. they do the whole religious I, thing i was an office worker at that point and like i wasn't in the assembly but i was in the office across from the uh the auditorium and i gotta hear it and like they because like dude blew up a uh uh like yeah, a hot the, water bottle yeah. and it exploded 
Yeah. And I was like, I wish it had been your lungs. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, cults are dangerous. You, we, it, It's kind of on you to be really aware of people manipulating you. But remember, if you do get manipulated, it is never too late to back the fuck out. Probably mm-hmm. is, you know. And rem- remember, there is only one good cult, and that is the cult of Troma Films, the creators God of films such it. as Tromeo no. and Juliet. No, the only good Shakespeare, cult... Shakespeare's shitstorm. Fuck you, the only good cult is the cult of Chucky. No, no, the only good cult is the one we found, so come to our cult, we have a secret room with free play arcade games. Yes, join the well, crustaceans. As long as the religious texts are... Trauma films were good. Uh, the uh, religious I'll, I'll text. I'll sign off on it. The religious text is actually the um, the menu from a Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfectly discordian of you. Yeah, I, I would say the menu from a Waffle House. Ooh, wait, no, this Ooh. isn't Fight Club, Mike. Complete with blood splatters on it from the fight room <laughs> which no. you stole it. Actually, I've never been in a Waffle House when a fight happened. Well, if I do, if I come over to your guys' area, we're gonna have to make sure that happens. Oh well, fuck! No. Here, Even if we have to fight each other. Here, here's here's the key. You, <laughs> you go to a fairly seedy looking Waffle House, like in Vicksburg, you go on like, a Friday. Like every Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some good ones. On a oh, okay. Friday or Saturday night, when the bars have and after like three a.m., when the bars have like forced everybody out, so they're good and liquored up and angry and angry because <laughs> yeah. they got cut off. So join the Waffle House cult. Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm glad we got a chance to talk about cults. We'll do another one when we find some other interesting ones. You know, may do some focused ones. We'll see. Maybe. It was nice to dive into true crime. Just a, a smidgen. A scotch. Some, a scotch. Just, I keep having the uh, In Living Color cult of personality song. Cult that's of a personality. goddamn good song. <laughs> that was a song. great <laughs> band. So... Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to learn anything about the show, you can head over to supernatpod.rocks. That is supernatpod.rocks. You will find links to our Discord, our Patreon, our blog, information about the zines, how to contact us. How to Adver- get in our cult. Yeah, not yet. Advertising <laughs> information, all that fun stuff. And uh, you can find us on the social media at... Um, what is it? Mastodon mm-hmm. at SuperNetPod at Weirdo.network. And uh, yeah. we, I believe, we're on Blue Sky. David, aren't you in charge no, of that? Not yet. Not I yet. haven't done it yet. I'm we sorry. I've just been posting shit. It's fine. We'll get there. And uh, yeah, thank you for everything. If you guys want to, you know, see the show grow, tell someone about it. You know, mm-hmm. tell them you like it. Or you don't like just, it. Just don't act like it's a cult or anything. We're, we're, not, yet. Know, we're, not yet. Not yet. We'll get not that yet. page up. Uh, <laughs> so again, thank you for listening. Uh, before we go, David, have you got any plugs? Um, No. No. Just, uh, you know, if you want to draw a cryptid or write a story about a cryptid or an encounter you had, please go ahead and check out supernatpod.rock slash zines. And uh, you know what? If you have experience with a cult and you'd like to tell us about it for us to talk about on the show, yeah, um, yeah, send us an email at team at supernaturalselectionpod.com. Yep. And uh, Mike, have you got any plugs? Um, yeah, so we have this uh, cult we're uh, starting. God damn it, not yet. We got to <laughs> get the page up. Go to supernatcult.sexy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, All right. Got to get that URL now. All uh, right. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, we will see you next week with a weekend weird. So until then, stay safe and stay frosty. Goodbye. I want Waffle House now. So we're going to have a <laughs> bunker and we're going to have a garage. And a combine, and a backhoe, and a fire truck, and a machine gun, and a and hooker. A, and a shooting range. And, and, and. This is sounding very David Koresh. A petting zoo. Ooh, I like that. I didn't even mention the Waco connections with the Christ family. Oh. I'll, I'll mention that. Yeah, bring I'll it, mention that yeah. on. Yep, yeah. yep, yep.